Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. Okay, boys, welcome to this week's Big Three. The first one deals with uh, something that I know Christian hates. And one thing that I know he hates is when you compare college teams to G League teams. And a lot of people, when they would go to a drive game and sit in the pit crew, would ask the question, how would this team do against Kentucky, Kansas, Michigan State, Duke, etc.? Christian's response would be, they'd get their asses kicked. The guys you're watching here are pros. Those are college guys. I think that those of us, <coughs> guilty, who have ever asked or thought the question, what we were really getting to is two things. One, how does coaching matter? And what I wondered was always, how would somebody like a John Calipari, who has five guys going into the NBA on his team, and is a much better coach than whoever the drives coach is at the time, how would they stack up in that kind of environment? But I think the other thing behind that question is what we were really asking, is like how many guys could actually be on an NBA roster? And this season is showing us that a ton of guys could be. That there are a ton of guys in the G League, or overseas, or getting called up, that if you if you need them on a 10-day contract, they can come in and be impactful. Greg Monroe, Stanley Johnson, um, plenty of other dudes who, they're just coming in, and they can put up a lot of points on these NBA teams. And I think that is what was the worst part about this trade for Superstar for the Lakers, and that's in quotes with Russell Westbrook. They gave up three guys who could play, plus a draft pick, that's four, to get one guy who is old. And I think that what we see here is there's been so much focus on just the guys who make the Elster team, but there's so many more who could play. Dear God, please get rid of Russell Westbrook. Uh, Two, I think we're going to see the Harden for Simmons trade happen tomorrow. And three... I think that our MVP race this year comes down to three people. The way I'm seeing it is that it's between Witty, Adam, and Stacks. We'll hear from all three of them in today's podcast. But first, one MVP candidate, head of the IR police, Adam, brings us a playoff preview. Good morning, Fantasy Brewers. It's Adam coming to you live from Tacoma, Washington. Got a nice cup of coffee here, and I'm going to do a playoff preview. But before we get going, I'd like to announce that I have once again taken the lead on youth in our league with an average age of 23.6. Christian coming in a close second with 24.2. And uh, Latom James once again, ooh, bumping up his figures from last week, 29.7. All right, let's get going. Let's kick it off. I thought I would like to start with uh, mine and Andy's matchup. Uh, Before I get started, I gave uh, my predictions are on giving everyone nine games uh, or not. Sorry, nine players. So assuming that we use at least one player to, you know, get waiver guys. Most sometimes we use two, but to simplify things, I gave everyone nine and did projections from there. I think I gave one matchup 10 for special reasons, but we'll get to that. So, Adam versus Andy. The Green Knight versus the Joker. So, I have a total of 
71 games from my nine fellas. He has a total of 66 games. Ooh, giving me a five-game advantage. I have a value of $421. He has a value of $248. So these values are based on the three weeks of our matchup. So if there was a, hypothetically, if there was a fantasy draft for just these three weeks, this would be how much value in terms of cash uh, we have on our squad. So I wish I would have been 420 instead of 421, but what can you do? Um, projected total for our matchup with these nine guys. Of course, this is not including waiver moves, which will bump that up. But mine is 2,876. Andy's is 2,380. So we have about a 500-point discrepancy in my favor in this one. So unless something terrible happens, I'm hoping to pull off a victory here. Um, there is something to be said about Andy having Paul George injured. That definitely would have bumped up his totals for this, but can't do nothing about that now. Um, in terms of our players... Donovan and Luca, they both have seven games this week. Everyone else on my squad has eight, except Aiton, who has nine. Uh, all of Andy's really good players have eight, um, except for Gobbert and Middleton, who have six. And yes, that is why no one wanted to trade for Drew either, because the Bucks have a very shitty playoff schedule, at least for our playoffs. So the more you know. Um, I also have the possibility of Simmons getting traded. Please, God, let that happen. Um, if that happens, I, I, I don't know. I'm just going to be super excited. I'll tell Max all about it. Um, he'll get excited, and hopefully we'll win this thing. All right, next up, we have Burden and Stacks. Uh, Burden, you are cursed for your lack of rebranding. So let's just... That's like negative 1,000 points for your three weeks right there. Um, Stacks, the Fantasy Gourmand. What an excellent rebrand. I feel like that deserves uh, some kind of uh, MVP consideration. So, uh, but Burden has 66 games from his guys, and Stacks has 65. So Burden does have a slight advantage. However, their value, Burden is valued at $211 and Stacks at $230. So that's a that's only a $19 difference. And considering that Burden has a one-game advantage, that's dead even. Uh, Burden is projected at 2,325 points. Stacks is at 2,334 points. So Stacks with a small lead there. This is uh, upset alert right here, especially for the number one team points four with Burden. Like I said, his team is sneaky good. He gets eight games from Curry and Randall. Stacks gets eight games from Tatum. And that's it. That's a really tough schedule for you, Stacks, this first week. Uh, will Garland return for Burden? I don't know. And it looks like Stacks also has a lot invested in the Portland crew, or what is now the former Portland crew, uh, and the Toronto crew, because Toronto has a excellent fantasy schedule. But it looks like he's holding on to... Guys, that will help him next week and not this week. So let's see if he'll need to drop someone there. Um, 
Let's see. I am personally rooting for stacks because of uh, Burden trading me KD last year and me not getting a game. I am not jaded about that at all. On to the next one. Uh, Chuck versus Cabo. I gave these guys 10 because Chuck has SGA and Cabo has KD. And they both could return this week, so I just gave them the benefit of the doubt. However, the projections say that KD will not play. Um, surprise, surprise. I am not jaded at all. Okay, so Chuck, Galaxy Brain, he has 73 games. Cabo, homegrown, 63 games this week. Oof. That's a lot of games you got to make up. However, the value, Chuck is at 198. Cabo at 207. Chuck coming up on top with 2,306 total points. Of course, not including the waiver moves. And Cabo with a total of 2,262. So it's going to be another close one here. Uh, Chuck is getting eight games from Jonas Bridges and Jalen. Uh, let's see here. Cabo is getting eight games from Vucevic, Fred Van Vliet. That is it. So it's going to come down to Shea versus KD return. Um, I'm not jaded. Um, it says Shea will get two games in this matchup. That means I can get rid of Dort probably at the end of this matchup, which is sad because OKC has a good playoff schedule. Oh, well, I'll find value elsewhere. Got to make them moose count, Cabo. You are going up against one of the waiver greats in Chuck. I feel like we all know that to be true. So good luck, you guys. It's going to be a close one. Next, Tom and Christian, the commish, Latom James, extremely horny. Uh, I did not include Brogdon in Christian's breakdown. Um, it was just going to be 9 on 9, so keep that under your hat while I'm giving projections. Tom with a total of 63 games. Christian, 65. Tom with a value of 120. Christian with a value of 236. How did, the, well, how did that value happen? Uh, we will soon find out. Uh, Tom has a total of 2,048 projected points. Christian, 2,290. Tom's value is so low because he is only getting six games from Braun and Giannis. But Kuz has eight, so who knows? That might make up for it. Christian, on the other hand, is getting nine games from Booker and eight games from OG and Anobi and seven from the rest. So this is definitely a matchup of can Tom cut ties with the players that he needs to cut ties with in order to make up ground? Or, I don't know, because, you know, this is the weakest schedule of Braun and Giannis's, you know, our playoffs. So he's going to have to make it up somewhere. Um, waver or die, guys. And I think that's it. It was fun walking through this with you guys. I hope you all enjoy the playoffs. Um, reminder, I'm not jaded. Uh, this is Adam signing off. Peace. Peace to you, sir. I know your your Blazers are doing a lot. I'll be curious to see just how they end. So, uh, what I wanted to do was get Witty in here and see how he is um, feeling about his team and his MVP chances. What's up, fellas? Cabo checking in. Uh, Tommy B., Wanted me to give a little self-promotion for the pod. 
um, for my MVP case, which I do I do think I actually have one for sure this year. I think I'm one of a few who have a a case to win it. Um, mine is as such. I think that all year I have been a very well-rounded member of the league. I had the whole homegrown gimmick, as you all know. A few of you got to partake in that, JB included, with the um, positivity prize. I had a couple food gimmicks, you know, as a number of people did, which was wonderful. I do think that I drank the most bang, including introducing a coffee-flavored one, which, for any of you out there on a keto diet, supposedly... It's a keto coffee bang flavor. So that's cool. I orchestrated the whole Santasy Brewing thing, which was a wonderful night. Sharing basketball gifts with one another, headless or not. I was there for the Detroit Pistons hang to see the commish in my hometown with all the boys to go out. I created this whole thing of Andy as a villain, which I think for everyone except for Andy was probably really, really fun. Andy as a villain is just just comedy gold, really. Um, a solid pre- thread presence, always there, always available. Gave my points when I needed to. Made jokes when felt it, felt it was appropriate. Laughed at my lover, Sean, because he just... Best thread presence all year, in my opinion, Shawnee. Shawnee B, I was a very reliable trader, had the second most trades, including the first one of the year, a blockbuster, and I was one, I was involved in one of the few in-person trades of the year. I, of course, had the third place team, which is a solid, solid year. I was a constant contributor to the pod, always gave Tom content. Also, the anthem, I know it was recorded a couple years ago now, but you hear my voice every single pod that comes out. And uh, so that's a nice sustainable aspect of my contributions to the league. And most importantly, I think that this year more than others was was a dramatic year for the boys. And I think that personally... I was fairly drama-free. Just a couple fun things that I think have earned me the right to be considered by all of you. uh, I come humbly to each and every one of you. Um, I hope that you'll consider me. I also, of course, want to give a shout-out to Sean. I love you. And, Sean, if you had made the playoffs, which you gave it your fucking all, and I loved that. I think you would be my front runner for MVP. Just a really strong showing, but it's very hard to give you that top spot without making the playoffs. But there's always that consideration. Um, so I think people should consider Sean. I mean, make your own rules for the MVP. He could be our first non-playoff team MVP. Um, but that's a big big notch against you big dog but you had a great great season overall a real joy my favorite part of the season no question all right mvp baby
Let's get it. Love you, boys. And we love you, sir. Thanks for all you do. Um, then I wanted to go over to who I consider to be the third MVP candidate, uh, Stack Ola. Hello, Fantasy Brewers. It's me, the Fantasy Gourmand, and I've been asked to tell you why I should be your most delectable player this year. Well, I think that's my points for uh, my strongest factor, and that I finished first in the regular season. I believe I've provided you with some delightful contents over these X amount of weeks, months. I feel like it's been a pleasure to make you all giggle. Uh, albeit sometimes my content can be a bit much and annoying. I, I think that I, I deserve your, your consideration for a vote for Fantasy Player of the Year. Um, if you do not, I, I fear the worst that I may have to cook you up into a delicious quail pot pie. We wouldn't want that. So please offer me your vote in these trying times. The fantasy gourmand would much appreciate it. And maybe even make a quail pot pie cheesecake as a as a uh, a dessert. Wouldn't that be delightful? Alright. Uh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Then uh, let's go check in on a matchup. Uh, we got two pastors out east. Let's hear from, from one of them. Tommy, good question. Good question. How do I feel about my playoff team, man? Good question. Oh, I feel pretty good. The big boys have a good playoff schedule throughout. No, no glaring schedule gaps. So, you know, you make plans and God just laughs and laughs. A little nervous that Brogdon's going to get shut down. I think that's likely. I feel like Deer and Fox kind of got a boost with the Kings trade. So, I don't know, man. It's good. We'll see. Going up against LeBron and Giannis, you know, they can erase a big deficit at any point. So, I wouldn't count yourself out. But I know, and I know you forfeited already, but it's just fun to see what will happen in the meantime. But hey guys, it's also MVP time. Super interested to hear what everybody's thinking about this year's MVP. I don't really have a clear idea. So excited to hear the pitches. All right, boys. Be good. See you later. Then let's uh, go across the bridge. Good morning, fantasy brethren. Whatever you're doing, whatever time you're listening to this, whatever time zone you find yourself in, the Lord be with you. Can't believe it. In the fantasy playoffs, thought my team was dead and buried and descended to hell. Um, Paul George going down, Jeremy Grant going down, team hit with COVID just like a lot of teams were, but I had like a four-game skid there and I was out. But 
couple of things happened. One, so did Sean and John. Sorry, the Lord be with you too, especially. Also went on a skid. Um, and then Andy Wilder saved my season, basically, with uh, taking a risk. Good for you, Andy. Taking those trades, going, taking Jeremy Grant, taking Paul George. Um, I hope that works out for you, man. I hope that puts you over the top. Jeremy Grant is back. I hope Paul George comes back and you, you take a real run at this thing. And that got me up and moving. Um, obviously, getting Gordon Hayward for Jeremy Grant only helped in the short run. Um, but it got me some points and got me a couple of wins. And uh, Yeah, and now here I am as the eighth seat going up against Stacks. Feeling a little bit like the Philadelphia Eagles, like it's everybody else. And then uh, Jalen Hurts over here. So, but yeah, I feel like I'm in the mix. Up 100 on stacks right now, but it's a long two weeks. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, just want to say I'm happy to be here. Happy to be in the playoffs. Um, and on a personal note, I just want to say thanks to you guys. Um, again, go you know, finishing up year two of the season and uh, been in the a group text for a long time now. Uh, this group of guys has been um, a lifesaver through the pandemic. Um, being able to really dive deep into a hobby of pro basketball and make some new friends, uh, have some wildly entertaining content, uh, and also yeah, be able to hang out from time to time virtually. It's it's been great. So. Um, I value it really deeply. I'm happy to be a part of it and wrapping up year two in the season. So I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, wishing you the best of luck throughout the playoffs and the consolation bracket. Uh, may your lineups be full, your injuries minimal, and may your scores be slightly less than mine. Go get them out there, guys. I hope to, but... Uh... As I've texted many times, tough for me when I go up against Christian. Anyway, Chuck, take us home. Uh, um, hey, hey, everybody, it's Chuck. Um, Tom, Tom has asked me to, to record a, se- a segment, um, so I'm kind of leaning into a new character that I've done a, a little bit before, uh, but it's you know, just kind, just like sort of like unsure. Um, very, very unconfident, but still plowing forward guy. That's the, um, it, uh, for this, no. Um, okay. So what I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be going through the playoff teams and I'm going to, I'm going to, hang on, hang on. Hey, shut the fuck up! So I'm gonna I'm gonna be going through uh, the the, um, na- the names of all the playoff te- teams, and I'm gonna be uh, telling you what movie you remind me of. Okay, that's that's the segment. Okay, so we're gonna start with John Burden. John, you remind me of 1974 smash hit Sister Act Three, uh, the Return of Beelzebub. Um, the prequel to the Sister Act series. Um, it's up. Okay. Um, next up, we've got Tom. Uh, Tom. T- 
Tom remind Tom when I think about Tom's team, all I all I think about is Tom Sawyer starring Tom Cruise. Um, and LeBron James. <coughs> okay. For my next one for is me going down the list here. Um, I mostly remind me of uh, 2000, uh, 2020 the, the Green Knight which I haven't seen yet I've been meaning to but it looks cool and I also think I look cool so, um, that's it okay alright next up we've got Andy Wilder um, and Midwest Vanilla made me think Vanilla Sky and I think there's some kind of fucked up stuff in that movie. And I think it's funny to me that Andy revealed himself to be a prude. Despite the, um, what you, uh, the stereotypes about him of being crass. Uh, all right. So next up we got Adam. This one's obviously a no-brainer. We're going with... Um, the, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the, um, guy, uh, Kurt Warner, for the movie about Kurt Warner, um, that came out recently, and I'm, I say it because the reason it reminded me of Adam is I actually saw it with him in theaters, this is a true story, um, I'm not making this up, we saw it, uh, his brother wanted to see it, and we went with him. And so that is the movie that reminds me of Adam. It's a great story about a guy who used to work in a grocery store and became the champion. And Adam used to work at Sam's Club and, to me, is the favorite to become the champion. So, kind of worked out in the end. Okay, next up, we've got Kyle Whitty. So I think we can all agree that the movie here going to be Home Alone 2. Um, in a way, if you really think about it, Kyle looks a little like Macaulay Culkin. Not, I mean, not, not really, uh, but um, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm looking at his team. He doesn't have anyone from New York, so lost in New York. Joe Pesci. Can't, yeah. I don't know, man. It's really also one of my favorite movies. So, and since I'm playing him, I'm a little, I don't know why I assigned this one to him. Um, okay, so next up, next up is Christian, uh, also known as the Horny Team. So, I'm trying to think what movie makes me feel a certain way and um, hmm. Uh, The Machinist starring Christian Bale is the one okay alright I don't alright last up we've got Matt Stacks Stacks um, you really crushed it this year bud so many points for um, and I think, uh, 
Um, because of that, you represent the 1991 hit film Point Break, starring Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves and Gary Busey, with music by Mark Isham, story by Rick King. It grossed $83.5 million at the box office, uh, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Um, and Keanu Reeves plays a guy named Johnny Utah in the movie, which is fitting because you don't have a Utah player. Um, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining. And this has been, this has been me watching way too much John Wilson and Nathan for you lately when I'm staying up till three in the morning. Um, and I'm kind of tired. So until next time, thanks. Hey, all right. NBA is no balls association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's GR Fantasy B Ball. NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw. NBA, it's no balls association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's GR Fantasy B Ball. NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw.